You're listening to a Hindustan Times podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, National Books Editor Hindustan Times, and this is the Books and Authors podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I speak to authors who've got a new book out. Hi, so today we have with us Anita Nair, whose latest book is Hot Stage, a Bure Gauda novel. Hi Anita. Hi Manjula. So Anita this Bure Gauda is such a uh, such a character. I mean, I've been following him and uh, you know, I've read his read your earlier novels except for the trafficking one which is which I found scary because of the the subject. And even in this mm-hmm. book I was I was glad to un- to hear that Bure and his team were also equally <laughs> uh, from, <laughs> sort of you know scared by the whole case and they were still dealing with the trauma of it so yeah i want to start with with uh, with your central character let's talk about him and you know he's in hmm. the mold of the classic uh, policeman in procedurals and you know so talk about that uh, so with bore gauda the thing is like i never really thought that i was ever going to write crime at all because i've always written literary fiction and even if i've written like short fiction and a novel and novels and so on crime was definitely not part of my not even my reading so then at some point i guess when you have a character who kind of walks into your mind fully formed um mm. and i'm like what do i do with a character like this you know the kind of novels i write he wouldn't even belong there you know what would he do there and uh, and then i was like okay this guy needs a platform and i'm just going to write and i don't know what i'm going to be writing but i'm just going to start writing because i know that this is about bore gauda and what he um uh, manages to do each time you know and how given the 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 psyche of the man how capable he is of uh you know screwing up everything so it is like this great challenge for me as a writer to have this character who i can actually have like skating on thin ice mm-hmm. um very close to where he is breaking the law himself but uh, at the same time uh, the man the man's intentions are pure you know it's not laden with any kind of agenda ap- apart from trying to get justice for his victims in whatever way he can So then when I start uh, started writing this book and that was how cut like wood happened and I realized that uh, one of the things about uh, the gauda character and the gauda books was that because I was so convinced about this character and and how he seemed very very real to me that all his um adversaries had to be of the of a caliber that matches his intelligence so it can't be like a you know like a very easy thing for him to um you know crack a case that he can crack quite easily it has to be complicated it has to be things that test him and his team and his patients and mm-hmm. his belief systems and everything so so which is why i think it's taken me a while to uh, write three books mm-hmm. uh, the gauda series because each time i'm looking for something that is not just the standard uh, subject of a police procedure mm. you know uh, the need to kind of find a case good enough for gauda to 
to be yes. able to handle. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, in this one, you know, I mean, it was um, I, also one thing about uh, the Gauda novels is that it's also a novel about Bangalore, right? Mm. And the yeah, changing city. Yeah. So talk about that, you know. Yeah, so I think in many ways, again, Bangalore and Gauda are synonymous with each other because there is this whole thing of, a, of if you, I mean, I've lived in Bangalore for now three decades and mm-hmm. I've seen Bangalore change from uh, uh, more than three decades, actually, from this quiet, quiet, really quiet, sleepy city to mm-hmm. something that is uh, still a kind of uh, incredibly horrendous kind of place it is because it's not that place at all anymore i mean that bangalore only exists in in you know in people's memories and probably there could be like half a moment of it that you witness like Mm -hmm. when you walk down a road at a particular moment in time but it's Mm -hmm. not like knowing it knowing that this is what the city is going to be day in and out and i think in many ways that is also very reflective of Gauda's character himself, you know, the kind of person he is, the kind of person he has to become. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, he is this old Bangalorean caught mm-hmm. uh, in this booming, burgeoning city, and he's trying to find a place for himself there. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy for him because it's not a Bangalore he recognizes. So, their lives, lives and their, uh, their what should I say, their destinies are kind of interwoven. The the city the city changes Gauda and um, I mean I wouldn't be presumptuous to think Gauda changes the city but the city definitely has an impact on Gauda mm-hmm. and what it is. Mm-hmm. So you know Gauda like when I'm reading him he he kind of brings to mind you know Ian Rankin's um, uh, uh, detective and P.D. James and you know all these classic guys so let's talk about that you know uh, so yeah so the the thing like I was telling you in the first in the first uh, the first question that I answered was I'm saying that I never even read crime because I had this yes. terrible habit which I do even to this day is of reading the last few pages so when I get invested into the book, I immediately go to the last few pages because I need to know if my character, the one that I'm rooting for, is alive at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then I realize that completely destroys the the you know uh, mystery of a mystery book. And and the kind of stuff that I had read, the kind of crime that I had read was the standard schoolgirl crime, which is Agatha Christie and, you know, probably Earl Stanley Gardner and you know, the Perry Mason series and that kind of thing. Mm. But I never read crime seriously at all. And then I started writing this book and uh, I gave it to uh, my editor to read and to another friend. And the, and, uh, the friend said, like, don't even, you know, read a crime book now. Don't read anything. Mm-hmm. Just write the way you want to write it. And when you're done with it, then maybe you can start reading crime. Okay. And so I read my first proper crime novel after I wrote uh, the first Gauda. So I discovered Ian Rankin. I discovered Karen Slaughter. I discovered so many writers, Henning Mankel. All of them. So until then, if, if at all I'd read anybody, there were only two people. One was John Lacar, which is the spy yeah. novels. Yeah. And then there's this man called Trevenin. Okay. Um, apparently, he's supposed to be a drama professor from somewhere oh. uh, in America. 
but he writes like again very john lacarish kind of writing very beautiful writing but mm. you know kind of weighty uh, themes and stuff like that mm. and uh, so yeah that was all i'd read until then you know trevenant mm. and john john lacar and then i started reading and then i was like how how do you even like actually i mean i keep thinking of all these other writers who also have these kind of um, main protagonists and says what makes you arrive at that of wanting a very flawed being yeah. uh, is it because you think that his own personal um flaws allows him to see the world uh with a certain cynicism mm-hmm. that makes him question things and also deep down like within every cynic i think there is this very very naive uh pers- naive ideal believing yeah. person yeah you know so it yeah. is why he goes to this extent of trying to prove something right because he still wants to believe in the values for what he joined the service for because his whole story is about wanting to join the police force and not doing it and ending up in a bank and all yeah. of that yeah so it kind of brings it back to that uh, core of idealism that he had when he joined the service which has been chipped away at over the years mm-hmm. but somewhere deep within him that nugget still is alive and burning mm-hmm. and that is what gauda i think goes to look for and i realized this is why probably many uh, uh, many of the cops that you read about in fact uh i later discovered karen slaughter who's writing i like very much like mm. ian rankins mm. uh, or even peter james and all of these people you know who write they mm. all they cops are not exactly happy guys are not people who are guys who are like at peace with the world um uh, they definitely are not at peace with the world their relationships are in shambles and in, in every count uh and so on and they don't know what to do with it and then i and they eccentric and then i think it's a bit like probably taking the mad genius idea mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of remolding it to fit the flawed uh, cop mm-hmm. also you know what i liked about uh, bore gauda is it and about these novels is it yeah it it is like the usual you know cops story international one you know like rankin like pd james like slaughter all these people but there's a he, you know i mean there's an indianness in the sense of um we know how our society works right i mean like uh, when this vidya prasad goes and you know all the, the political characters and they don't have so much complexity in i mean from my point of view as an indian reader they don't have such complexity in in english novels i mean in novels is written mm. by uh, mm-hmm. western writers you know like yeah. like this guy rising up and becoming a politician and you know that whole fiefdom of his it's mm. never it's never that brutal <laughs> they're not yeah. yeah. there might be some uh, some crooked uh, politician but he's kind of vague because that sort of maybe that sort of person isn't very close Mm. to the western experience i mean i don't know mm. but here yeah. like 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 that mla is a superb character i loved him papanna is <laughs> papanna so familiar i was like wow <laughs> you know so you want to talk about that <laughs> you know yeah so uh, i i think see one of the things about uh, 
okay so i grew up in the suburb in 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 chennai and it was a military township so i had absolutely no idea of what what you know what politicians looked like apart from what you see in movies and stuff like that you know, because it was restricted entry and then for a brief while i was in kerala and stuff like that. but when i started working um, the the uh, the first ad agency that i worked in was adjacent to the uh, aia dmk headquarters Okay. So one of the things that I would do is I would be sitting there and I'd be watching all these cars come and go and people, and so I noticed that there was a certain a certain way of walking, a certain way of dressing. It was almost like you're following a color code and following a kind of uh, body language manual to say that you're a politician and so on. And uh, and I didn't see that so much in Kerala. But then when I moved to Bangalore and I moved to this particular neighborhood that I live in, which is the neighborhood I write about pretty much about mm-hmm. the books, mm-hmm. um, I noticed uh, that a lot of local politicians here. And they were like, you know, exactly like the way I have described uh, Papana. Mm. That's and the thing is, like, they almost a trope, and they live that trope to the hilt. So it's like you don't know whether they're doing it because they believe that's what the the voting banks would expect to see, mm. uh, or is it because that's what they think is what a politician should be like, <laughs> or whatever. Mm. But the thing is, they it is like, I mean, I know guys who live around here and look exactly like, and who behave exactly like. Exactly like Papana. Exactly <laughs> like that. Uh, DCP, Vidya Prasad, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being scared that Papana... <laughs> would dump uh, garbage on his doorstep <laughs> that was it it was so i was thinking that yeah they probably do things like that to intimidate people right it's such a yeah i mean you're not even it's not even you're not inflicting obvious violence but it's such discomfort i even mean, whole thing about how uh you know dumping garbage and then people just leave the place and go because they can't bear yeah, to, yeah. uh you know yeah the stench and everything yeah so that's <laughs> So I think with, you know, with Gouda, one of the things that I have great fun is like thinking up all these crazy situations, you know, like I I know that when I have the way the professor is killed, I'm constantly, I'm constantly like coughing, you know, so I need to do a lot of steam inhalation all the time. So I was like, I have to put this into a book at some point. (laughs) You, but this professor, let's talk about this professor and who he's based on. And you know, that whole, I mean, like I'm reading it and thinking, wow, she's taken this and she's turned it into something like something else. I mean, even the original case, you know, but we don't know what his personality was like, but you know, that's where the imagination comes into play. And you've got yeah. these, these familiar events and you've woven it into this novel. So, mm-hmm. you know. Talk about that. Yeah, so uh, again, this character, when I started uh, creating him, uh, I know that, he, you know, one of the things, interesting things that's happened with Hot Stage was that I started the novel as I did. And it was going to be more politically driven until I met somebody who started telling me about the illegal fights. And mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, this is what I need because if I have like a politically driven novel drawn from um, uh, a critic of the right wing being killed, it's the most obvious thing to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
but that is not what i want to do but this would just be a great launching pad to set off a story and then you realize that even a political crime is personal or, or yeah. a supposedly p- political crime is personal and ultimately it comes down to that you know that mm-hmm. this man was in the wrong place at the wrong time that's about it yeah and often i mean like you know it made me think that yeah i you know we immediately in a, of course many things are happening but within uh, now it's become very easy to say okay if somebody does something oh it's the right wing bumped him off or you mm. know something he yeah it's because he sp- uh, speaks too much or he gave up his padmashri or whatever so he got bumped off but of course there are many other uh, other things and then you kind of block your mind out to the other things that could have happened so when i was Happens, reading this yeah. book yeah when i was reading this book i was thinking of all that you know yeah yeah so so that was the whole thing it's about like ultimately like so so many of these crimes that take place in mean, political crimes mm. how much of it is driven by personal agenda mm. and how much of it is di- driven by a belief system i'm never sure about it you know yeah. um because it's so subjective like when you decide to go and execute somebody mm. why do you do it ultimately the man who's pulling the or you know pulling the trigger is not probably he doesn't care one way or the other he's just doing it because he needs a money and he probably needs a money because he has to do something with it and so on it's a whole new you know trajectory that it can go on yeah. so i didn't want to get into that narrative because i was like okay that's the most obvious thing but this is something and the thing is it does happen in bangalore now everything that i've written about uh, apart from the you know the serial murderer that specific kind yeah. um it the, the trafficking was again based on research because it was it's to discover that bangalore is a hub of trafficking now from mm-hmm. just being a transit point but similarly i discovered that there are illegal fights taking place in bangalore it's all very very hush hush and just that i happened to meet somebody who had something to do with mm-hmm. so he was able to give me the entire kind of description of what the place looks like and all of it what do they use how do they bet and all of that so i and i was like okay this is amazing material plus it's a great uh, way to ha- i mean to kind of turn that story on its head of this uh, you know the rationalist being killed and mm-hmm. you think it's a political crime maybe it's again you think like the, the 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 family had something to do with it because he's sitting on great real estate and so on but it had nothing to do with any of that is like uh, a revelation i thought that makes even the the reader or the person reading it who or engaging with the book um kind of like question things yeah yeah even the the character of gurunath the assistant mm-hmm. you know who so i mean who uh, who comes from a completely different space but he's doing this he's enduring this man because he wants to get out and this is so it's so familiar it's so every so many people yeah. i know people who are doing this who hate their phd uh, instructors and you know like their supervisors but they're enduring them <laughs> you know all that <laughs> i found it fascinating you know it was so real yeah i and yeah. they might be completely politically opposed to what this man is saying <laughs> and yet enduring it because because the idea of america getting out <laughs> yeah yeah university there yeah the good life <laughs> yeah the yeah. good life so yeah. talk about the good life that bure goda also thinks about you know his idea of the good life and all that there's a section on it right 
he yeah, he he thinks about you know that holiday that he goes on and he thinks yeah. about how life could be just that yeah. but i think it's just like one of those things that workaholics like to think um uh, that you know uh, that if only life could be like that holiday i went on and knowing very well deep within you that in 3 days you'd be bored out of your mind and you wouldn't <laughs> want that so that yeah. there is that about gauda that he will never be able to settle Yes. you know he is a restless man he there is a deep restlessness in him that is what makes him the person he is mm. so the good life that poor gauda wants is like he just thinks i mean that is why i had to kind of he had to have that um uh, you know uh, whole conversation with urmila at the end of it because to him she is the good life but on his terms when yeah. he's free when he's available and all those things and stuff like that and which is not every time the the time that she wants yeah. so i i didn't want this uh, i didn't want urmila to be just one kind of like you know just as a prop there just putting up with gauda's sporadic visits and and just being only kind of angry with him i thought she needed some gumption and the character <laughs> yeah yeah well i wasn't surprised when she dumped him <laughs> so yeah i, I mean i it was like quite because he calls her up in the middle of, after ignoring her and asks her for a crossword yeah <laughs> it's insufferable <laughs> <laughs> but then that is who he is he can't be any other way but you suddenly have gauda like being this uh you know very nice considerate new age oh romantic <laughs> i mean first thing i think gauda would have a heart attack uh and secondly it would just be like an experiment he could try for a week but it wouldn't yeah. last yeah yeah okay so now in, in about- one of the joys about this character is that you know i know that character so well i know, i know exactly what he can do and what he can't do <laughs> yeah he definitely can't be a sappy person mm. <laughs> you know other thing about gauda you know mm. about urmila and i found urmila also a great character and uh, even even the father you know jidanand uh, gauda's father he's like so mm. he's such a typical old man who suddenly surprises mm. you with his comments you know with the accuracy mm. of his observations i mean he's conservative mm. and he's traditional but in suddenly there's uh, you know there's something he says and you think that oh he doesn't buy completely into the bullshit so mm. you know, did you base him on somebody you know or you know what yeah so uh, with chidanand gauda and with uh, uh, professor madgood uh all these people so i have a very elderly father uh my dad is 94 and uh, i mean we are like very good friends my father and i we actually have proper conversations i mean he still still have you know his kind of uh, in play all his senses are in place so this we have like proper conversations and stuff like that but then you'd notice certain things uh, and then uh, about how they move how they walk how they talk the the setting of the pills on the table mm. and all of those things you know and then uh, i also live in a, a neighborhood where there are a lot of old people okay. a lot of old people the retired people mm. so there is a lot of people that i'm seeing you know different things that they do how they are and stuff like that and 
what riles them, what they like, what they don't like, and so on. So I think it's collective observation. Oh, okay. Hmm. Because that's it's worked very well with him. And I was thinking that he looks he no, looks because of, these things, you know, like I, I, uh, I'm seen. My, I mean, I visit my parents almost every six weeks. So that is one thing. It's, so that's very close, intense seeing of a person age and how they change. And then there are also all the neighbors, friends. See, as you get older, your friends become older. And then you see how they change and all of that. Yeah, right. So we were talking about the old people. And, you know, uh, and also you, you brought that all that knowledge into even uh, Mudgood, right? And which... yeah. Mudgur, of course, uh, sounds so much like Kalburgi. Actually, he's a mixture of uh, everybody that you know, you know, a lot of, of them he, he killed. Yeah. Uh, so he's just like, except that I just used how these people, you know, various uh, incidents and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I mean, there is no real. Good of course, of course not. I didn't think, I mean, I knew that like, you know, it's not like I'm saying that you, you based it perhaps on the incident and all those, you know, the right wing uh-huh. bumping off. And, and it, just that, that character was also very fascinating, you know, for me yeah. that um, on the one hand, he says like there's this little scene where he tells the daughter that, uh, okay, now that you've married this guy, now don't, you know, kind of like. Uh, you know, cause even more scandal and that kind of thing by divorcing <laughs> and so on. And and that kind of like, because it's like something that I've noticed, not noticed, but I've had experiences with people yeah. where suddenly, you, you know, their clay feet is revealed. Yes. And, and it just happens like in the least expected way. And yeah. then you realize that, that that's who the person truly is. Yes. So I couldn't not resist working that into the story as well of this character who's uh you know what he is yeah um without letting the whole world know about it yeah yeah and all this veneer of being this liberal and all that yeah yeah but this is also a familiar character in that sense right because one has also one has often met people like this who act as if they're very liberal oh i don't mind you know and i don't care about religion and you know all this but actually at at their core they're very very conservative but to the outside Mm -hmm. world they'll present this I mean, this is such a familiar Indian type, <laughs> you know. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. So that struck me as well, you know. And 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 like you said, like when he, uh, you know, he wants to appear like he doesn't care about religious difference, and uh, and you know, and he spins his daughter's marrying uh, daughter marrying a Muslim into another one of his. Uh, uh, triumphs. You know, yeah, triumphs. <laughs> and actually, at the core, he's this conservative person who. Yeah, would have preferred if she married a you know the neighborhood whatever Hindu boy of the same caste yeah. or some caste etc. So yeah, so I thought that you thought a lot about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, you know, this book ha- is actually one of the longer books that I've written, longer in terms of like uh, you know the time, and is the longest book I've written. Oh, I always thought it would be like probably maybe a, a historical novel or something that would be the longest. 
but uh, this one is the longest. So it was like all these things and I'd been observing these characters and mm. the little details and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, let me just flesh them out. You know, let, let instead of this kind of being, this kind of very uh, passing reference to somebody. But it's, it's like I wanted to recreate everything that I had felt about various characters in this. And mm. I was like, okay, I'm not going to stop myself. You know, if I want to say this, I will say this. Mm. Kind of thing. Because it, I think eventually it adds up to the story. Yeah. And, and well, I like also how... the experience of reading. Yeah. Yes. And I like how you brought out, you know, the different subcultures of uh, Karnataka. I mean, you know, there's Dharwad and, mm. and Mangalore and, you know, the different accents. And somebody mm. from outside who has no knowledge of Karnataka, perhaps, would not know about it. You know, the subtle. And then, you know, the Urdu spoken in a, a particular part of Bangalore. And, you know, that that's mm. very nice. And I thought all the characters, even the minor ones, the, the, the policemen and, you know, the they are... They're quite well fleshed out, even in a, you know, I mean, you know them, like the reader knows. No, the, it's just, person. the thing is like, you know, I, I feel like sometimes these guys have just taken possession of my head, <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's like, you know, they like, they seem so real to me because I put so much thought into it, you know, like that Gajendra, for instance, you know, yeah, yeah. and this whole thing that they have with the whiteboard and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like... I mean, who are these guys and why? What are they doing to me? Why, why all these things? How? Where is it coming from? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole backstory that you give some of the characters, they all went to the same college and, you know, so they're familiar with each other. It is like that, right? Throughout your life. I mean, unless you just left and run off to some other country and kept no track mm. with. You know, throughout your life, you're interacting actually with many people that you grew up with, you know. Grew up with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially if you don't move cities. So mm. you meet them so, later yeah. in your life, uh, in your professional life as well. And, you know, and you've brought that out as well. You know, Sagay Raj and uh, uh, Gaura mm. having Gaura, their, yeah. yeah, and even Urmila being part of the same, you know, college group and all that. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know, did you, like, you've been thinking about this. You've been living with these people for a long time in your head, no? Yeah, and the thing is, like, see, when it's a series, uh, these characters become more and more real. Mm. See, because normally after the first book, you, I mean, you, with a book, you write, you create characters, and then you don't go back to them. Yeah. You know, you don't revisit those characters again. But for the series, the second book, then now the third one, so they become, like, it's like, I, I don't know what I can do to share these people in terms of even if I were to write, when I write the food book, do I need to keep all of them? Which is why I was like, you know, I didn't want to invest more than necessary uh, time and energy to Akhtar. Because Akhtar cannot come back again. Why? You know? But Akhtar is a great, a great guy. I loved him. He was so good. <laughs> It's <laughs> so boring actually because I, I don't know, Akhtar is, Akhtar is also interesting and the fact that he go, allows himself to be put in that position, but you know, mm. that makes him, of course he's like, because he's good looking, that might be boring, you know, <laughs> the fact mm. that he's flashy yeah. and good looking, but uh, I can see him returning, you know. I can see him asking for a transfer to be with uh, Gauda's team. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> don't put ideas into my head <laughs> i'm like okay i don't want actor in my oh god okay right okay fine actor <laughs> yeah so that's interesting but um also i'm thinking you know the this whole team the the whole team dynamics and uh, all that you know in the first gauda uh, thing he was like very obviously a loner and he was kind of failed and but here he seems more even though he's still a crotchety person and he's still uh, not very good tempered because of his mm. team he seems more human you know mm. the team that clearly is um, devoted to him in many ways yeah and 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 i think he he has total faith in them so mm. despite what they might do and say at times he still knows that they will do especially that uh, i love bairappa <laughs> <laughs> the, the constable, yeah. and the one who who can act and who writes poetry and yes, all yes. those things and so on. So it's like he knows about them, and he says like you know, one he refers to this one's like a sniffer dog. He just go at it kind of thing. So he knows his team very well, you know. And or when he says like uh, when he tells Stanley that you know that uh, I need, I mean. your people will have a great eye to check everything out but what gajendra sees nobody else will so mm-hmm. i i mean i've spoken to uh, senior cops you know one of the things they've told me is in their association um, uh, their head constable is like one of their uh, like their wikipedia kind of thing okay okay instantly instantly you know like they if they see a particular for instance a certain kind of a crime the 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 constable the head constable's association with uh, various criminals over the years mm-hmm. and different and probably he's in that same from that area because i don't think they move them too much you know okay too, yeah because they tend to be localized okay uh, so then what happens is that these guys have like a very clear understanding of the nature of the crime in the area the criminal what is their mo that they use and all of that so gajendra is somebody that this man knows has like great uh, is very sharp and mm-hmm. he has a way of extracting information etc mm-hmm. so he needs each one of them for a different function yes uh, the team that he has yes yes and uh, so you know you spoke at length I, i know you spoke at length with police officers right to get an understanding like even when when we had an interview for i remember that piece we needed after cut like wound you even then you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so talk about that about the uh, you know the process of understanding how it mm-hmm. works at the local level which is what adds to the book right because yeah yeah because it's so different you know it's like sometimes when even like when i see these some of these cop shows and stuff like that you know and you know these guys are probably lifted it from some show i mean the indian ones mm-hmm. and you know that they've lifted it from some something else somewhere else because these small details they miss out on mm-hmm. okay so they miss out on the small details because they the dif- there is a difference in the way things are done in state yeah. to state yes so yeah so what so you spoke to you spent time with police men police station yeah yeah absolutely because otherwise i wouldn't be able to uh, it, it's so funny so now we have on all, all these uh, ott platforms you have these various crime shows that come from bangalore 
Yeah. And then I'd be watching and there'll be one cop. I know. I said, I know this man. I know this man. I've spoken <laughs> to him. This is the one who told me this. And it was so funny because all the major crime shows that have come out of the true life crime things, yeah. all the cops in it, um, at some point or the other, I've, I've, I've spoken to them. <laughs> okay. Okay. So tell me, like, uh, now that we're talking about television, uh, you know, about shows, doesn't Bure Gauda deserve a show? I oh, he certainly does deserve one and there are uh, multiple people who are interested in him. But then somehow it doesn't seem to really kind of work out because I think one, um, you won't believe this, this is what I heard. One of the things that really kind of worries the Indian movie hero in playing Gauda is that he has uh, an affair, an extramarital affair. What are you saying? My God! <laughs> what is this this is so bizarre this is one of the things and I'm like not going to turn these two into platonic friends where they meet for coffee and and chit chat and that kind of thing because she is instrumental in turning into Gauda into the man he is today so let's not take that away from Urmila is my whole thing no way Urmila is who she is and she has to be who she is I can't believe it. You mean to say that all these like great heroes and all have a problem with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should include that in, in some way, in some future Gauda. I, I certainly will. Huh? I really do want to. I really do want to. <laughs> oh, well. And then he's so blatant about it, right? The thing is, ah. it's not like he's not doing it like uh, surreptitiously and so on. He's not like steady and he in fact, in this house, he, asks, he, in fact, he wonders about the uh, watchman uh, <laughs> when he come, goes to her house all the time. And he's like, yeah. what is he saying? And stuff like that. Yeah. So bizarre. Anyway, kind of really, so that's really sad. Anyway, I hope, I hope some brave actor overcomes. Brave, this. brave movie star will play it. So great. So now, I could keep talking about Bore Gauda because I really love his character and I like the book a lot. And I'm waiting for the next one. I don't know when you're going to get that. <laughs> Are oh, you working God, I something? You know, the thing is like, it's when I stopped writing it, I was like, now what do I do with my life? You know, I mean, uh, this this is, this has occupied me so much and, you know, every little detail and there's so many notes I've made and reiterations of one small detail because I wasn't sure about it and that kind of thing and uh, yeah and then suddenly it's like oh god what do I do now <laughs> I have to get back <laughs> oh, so have you reached that point where you have to get back this is just out just now but you must have yeah. finished writing it a year ago no no I actually finished pretty much like um, September end or so oh so it's early days yet. I mean, you've got to get it, let it yeah, stew yeah. and talk about it. And, yeah. and I had, you know, I had uh, two books out this year. I had a children's book in June and then I had this. And so it was like two differing worlds, you know. Yeah. One is this very nice story set in Palakkad and stuff like that. And then <laughs> you have Bangalore and Gouda. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and all and 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 the I don't know we won't give it away we won't give it away the the yeah what yeah. actually happens so anyway great so Anita it's been great talking to you and for the listeners you know go out and get Hot Stage uh by Anita Nair it's it's a great book I love it I love it I love it and uh, you know I'm I mean I'm a big fan of Bore Gauda and I'm really glad that 
uh, I just wanted to write more Buri Gada novels faster. <laughs> <laughs> quicker one a year kind of thing one a year you know <laughs> that's difficult to ask <laughs> you know it's a difficult to <laughs> ask <laughs> anyway so thank you so much anita for talking to me yeah thank you manjula it was great fun to talk about bore gauda and hot stage at such lengths i've been dying to talk to somebody about it and this was so wonderful <laughs> okay thank you bye thank you thank you bye see you To stay updated on this podcast follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms To listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com Hold up 